Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Great to have you here today. We are in a series called What Next? Can you say that with me? What Next? Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, what next? It's a series that we started last week, immediately after our Easter series. Can you believe that it has been two weeks since Easter has finished. Can we close those back doors? Two weeks since Easter has come and gone. And I imagine that the disciples, after Easter happened, were asking the question, what next? Jesus died, he's risen, he's gone to heaven. What is next? It's the question that believers in Jesus might ask today. After the highs of celebrating Easter, and you may not believe in God today, but that's fine. We're so glad you're here with us. But for those of us that do, the highs of Easter, the the anticipation, the celebration, the the remembrance, the solemnness of Jesus' death. But then on Sunday, he's risen again. He's alive. He's not dead. And so we have those highs. And then Easter Sunday comes and it goes. And now it's Monday. And now it's Friday. And now it's two weeks later. And we might be asking... What next? What's next? And it's a question that really everyone asks in their life, regardless of whether you believe in God or not, you believe in the Easter message or Jesus Christ or not. We all have many experiences in life, uh, graduating from high school or university. Maybe it's going on a long-dreamt trip overseas. Has anyone been on any trips overseas? Yes. Last year, my wife and I were going to go to Europe, but that didn't happen. Uh, some, something really important happened. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, what about significant birthdays, 21st, 40th? 50th, like I passed my 40th birthday, my next birthday is the 50th, I'm like, oh man, you can't be serious, come on, I don't look a day over 23, (laughs) buying your first car or house or getting married, you know, all these experiences that we go through in life, raising a family, again, congratulations, come on, let's give a clap to our parents today, dedicated their children, you know, raising a family, career milestones, first job, first promotion, I talked about that last week, retirement, through all these things that happen in life, we often ask ourselves, what next? Like, I don't know about you, but I I ask that question a lot. What next? What's next in my life? What has God got next for me? What's next to happen in my family? What next? My main point in week one was what next? The church. For us, church is nothing new. Like, you may have been coming to church since you're a young person, or maybe more recently, or Maybe you've never been to church, but regardless, for us, church is kind of like we understand it. We know what it's about. We know who it's for. But what we need to remember is that in Acts, the church is new. In the New Testament, just after Jesus has gone to heaven, the church is new. It's something brand new. And so what next? Our series starts in the first chapter of Acts. Last week, we looked at Acts chapter 1. And Acts is a book of the Bible that bridges between the gospel books, which are the first four books of the New Testament. And they talk about the life, ministry, the miracles, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They're the gospels. And then Acts, and then there's the rest of the books of the New Testament, which follow it. But Acts is a bridge. And it talks about the days and the weeks and the months and the years immediately after Jesus left this earth. That's what the book of Acts is. It describes those early days 
Jesus rose again and ascended into heaven. And as I was saying, what was next to church? It's nothing new to us, but 2,000 years ago, it was brand new. It was something new, the gathering of the believers. They lived together, shared together, they, they, they did community, they, they gave, they worshipped, they did all these things. It was exciting, it was fresh. And so I unpacked some things last week about the church and why it exists and what it's about. And if you really missed, if you missed that message, you need to listen to it on our podcast. But I ended with the encouragement of this. Let's live on Monday like Jesus rose on Sunday. Like let's not just wait one weekend a year to celebrate Easter Sunday. Let's live every day of our lives like Jesus rose again on Sunday. And if you believe in Jesus today and if you live in this space, in this reality, I believe it would really transform your life. Make a change, the what next in your life, because he's alive and he's ready to make a difference in you. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for our time here this morning. I pray, Jesus, that you would speak to us through the scriptures. Holy Spirit, that you would speak to anyone, God, who is here today seeking, searching for answers, Lord Jesus, that they would not find it in a church or a person, or, but they would find it in you, Lord Jesus. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just continue to speak and minister into our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. turn to the person next to you say, it's great to be in church today. I remember my wife and Gabby and I were watching TV uh, a few years back. We were watching TV, uh, free-to-air TV. This was the days before we had Netflix and Stan and YouTube and all those things. And I talk to some people today and they say they don't even watch normal TV anymore. But anyway, we were watching TV and it was a documentary about Muhammad Ali. Has anyone heard of Muhammad Ali? Famous boxer, world champion. Anyway, we were watching this documentary specifically about his rumble in the jungle fight. This is a fight that he had with George Foreman, who was the heavyweight champion of the world at that time. You heard of George Foreman? He's another famous boxer. Anyway, George Foreman was the heavyweight champion of the world, and Muhammad Ali was challenging him to become the world champion again for the second time. He'd lost his crown. And so they were in a place called the Congo, and uh, the rumble in the jungle. Anyway, as we're watching this documentary there was an interruption a breaking news interruption it was on ABC that we were watching and this newscast broke in and it cut away to a scene in America and it was a breaking news event in New York USA and Gabby and I were watching this live on live TV and we watched there was this building that was on fire and then we continued to watch and about 20 minutes later 15 minutes later there was a airplane that crashed into a second building and if you don't know but you probably do this was the September 11 attacks on the Twin Towers and Gabby and I for the next couple of hours we watched that live and uh, it was just a terrible terrible event and I'm not here to make any political statements or to say who did it, what was responsible or any of those things. But all I can remember is that this one event had a huge impact on the world and continues even 20 years later to have a huge impact today. Got a question for you. Have you ever witnessed an event that changed something, 
changed your life or changed things. Perhaps you too remember 9-11. Maybe you got the newspaper the next day. You know, you've heard about it. Maybe you're old enough to even remember further back to an event in 1969 when NASA landed some men on the moon. Any people that were around then? A few people not willing to put their hands up, reveal their age. Uh, What about some other more recent famous events? The 2008 election of Barack Obama in the United States, an amazing event. What about 2009, the global financial crisis? Uh, We may have heard about that. Going back a little bit further back to 2000, there was another amazing great event that happened, changed many people's lives. It was the AFL Grand Final and the Essendon Bombers. Come on, see the bombers fly up, won that flag, and um, amazing event, amazing event. It's been a long time. (laughs) And much, much more recently, I'm sure we all remember the events of last year, 2020, COVID-19, lockdowns, all these changes, church online, uh, toilet paper shortages, and all kinds of restrictions and crazy things that happen. Events that make a difference, that change things. You know, all these events we've lived through, we remember, we've read about, they're recorded in the history books. And they've left a profound effect on history. They've left a profound effect on people's lives and those of us who live in it. Well, the disciples experienced an amazing event too themselves in the book of Acts. If you've got your Bibles with me today, you can turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Verse 6, if you don't, it'll be on the screen behind me. It says this, Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid, them from, hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. I want to just imagine for a moment that you were there on that day, that you saw this, that you're standing there, that you're one of the disciples maybe, or one of the followers of Jesus, and you see Jesus start to, he, he says some words, and then he just like starts to ascend into heaven. You're like, well, this is different. And then there's this cloud that comes and hides Jesus until you can no longer see him. He disappears. And then while you're gazing into the sky, you and your other disciples and and some believers, you're looking in the sky. You hear this, this voice and someone says, why are you looking in the sky? And you think to yourself, did this person just see what I just saw? Like, I can't remember the last time someone just levitated, you know, elevated themselves into the sky. And you turn around, you look at this person, and you see they're in these white garments, two men. And one of them says, and one of them, instead of pointing up, he points out, and he says, hey, don't keep looking up. It's now time for you to start looking out, as Jesus has caused you to go and be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. And you're left there thinking to yourself, wow, what is the significance of what I've just seen? What is the significance of what Jesus has just said, what I've just witnessed? And what effect 
is this going to have on my life? Because you better believe it had an effect on their life. And see, that's the question we still ask today. We ask ourselves, did Jesus really rise again? Did he ascend to heaven like the scriptures say here? And if he did, what does it mean for me? One thing we need to realize, and this might seem like a bit of a segue, but it kind of isn't. But one thing we need to realize is this, is that our world is broken and desperately needs to be fixed. You only have to turn, like, I don't think anyone could argue that. You only have to turn on the TV, you only have to read a newspaper to see that we live in a time of huge societal, political, cultural change. So much change, so much upheaval. And change because we know the world is broken and desperately needs fixing. Let me just go back and read some of these verses again. In verse 6 and 7, Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times and dates the Father has set by his own authority. It's the last few moments the disciples had with Jesus. And the question they ask him is, Jesus, when are you going to establish your kingdom on earth? They're asking, Jesus, when are you going to establish your kingdom? See, they had this picture of their Messiah coming to earth and establishing an earthly kingdom, re-elevating Israel to the place of glory that it used to be. And they thought to themselves that, that maybe if Jesus didn't overthrow the entire Roman Empire, that hopefully, perhaps, the Messiah was going to overthrow the Roman Empire, the Roman governor in Jerusalem, in, in Palestine, and that he would rule in their place. And, and what happened is that those da- hopes were dashed when Jesus died and was crucified. But now he's risen. He's alive again. And they think to themselves, wow, could it be possible that those hopes that were dashed, that they've risen again? Could it be that Jesus is going to rule over Jerusalem? Could it be that we're going to get a chance to rule with Jesus over this land, over this place? And obviously we know what we know t- today in hindsight. And we, we might think to ourselves it was very um, selfish of them or, or foolish of them. Or we might laugh at those hopes. But what we need to realize is that their world was broken. Their world was broken. They wanted change. They wanted to see a change in their world. And today, it's the same for us. This world is broken. We want to see God move in it. We want to see God bring change to our world. So just like the disciples wanted their world fixed, we want our world fixed too. Here's some news that I just read yesterday um, and, uh, you know, I don't want to get you depressed today, but here's some, rude, uh, some news I read yesterday. It says this, uh, there were eight people killed in, a, in another mass shooting at a FedEx facility in the U.S. This week, more continued allegations of uh, the harassment of women and the bad treatment of women in federal politics, uh, escalating military tensions in the South China Seas, uh, rioting in the U.S. is another person was uh, shot by the police and we read these things and we think to ourselves wow our world needs to be healed our world is broken our world needs Jesus and the disciples what they were asking was not a bad thing they wanted their world fixed and today we want our world fixed if you've got children today you want this world to be a better place for your children. We have people in this church who have left countries to come to Australia because they wanted a better world, 
a better place for their children. Thankfully, Jesus ascended to be our connection to heaven. Jesus ascended to be our connection in heaven. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky. As he was going, two men said, why are you looking up? Sometimes when we read the Bible, we might think in the back of our minds, did this really happen? Like, is this really true? Did this really happen? Is this literal or is it figurative? Is it an analogy? Is it a picture or did this actually happen? Is this true or a Disney fairy tale? And perhaps you're here today and you might have thought those things today. And I think that every person asks questions of their faith. If you're a person of faith here today, you ask those questions and no one can answer them for you. You have to find them out for yourself. Today, if you're in this place and you ask those questions, I want to encourage you. It's great to ask a question, but I would ask you to search and to seek for the answer. To search and seek. Don't just leave it at a question. Look for the answers. And many people here today, myself included, have searched, have sought, and we've found the answer in Christ. We found the answer in God's word and today I would just encourage you, if that's you here today, to do that. And maybe you're here and, and you, you've, you are searching, you have got questions about the church, about God, about Jesus, about Easter. I want to say to you today, if you're looking for answers, I pray today that God would meet with you. That you would have an encounter with him today here in this place. Maybe you already have, that he would answer your prayers and that you would experience his presence and know Him. And that which you've been seeking, maybe you've been looking to fulfill something in your life through experiences or relationships or career or wealth or any of those things. And what you will find is that what you've been looking for has actually been Christ Jesus all this time. And so today, you might be asking, what's next? Well, the what next for you is to invite Jesus to be part of your life. Today, if that's you, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that at the end of my message. See, Christ's ascension to heaven is as equally important as his death and his resurrection. Christ ascending to heaven. See, Paul says this in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 3:16. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by the angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. What's so important about Jesus' ascension to heaven? Why is it so significant to us of those who believe? Why is this significant? Why does the psalmist in Psalm 24, 3 say this? Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? The Jewish people had this understanding, this belief, uh, this theology of sorts, you might say, that someone needed to get back to the hill of the Lord. That someone needed to represent them, to be on their behalf, come to the holy place of God again. And yet, no one was ever able to. You look at some of the famous people in the Bible. Moses, a man who led uh, a redeemer of the people of Israel from slavery and captivity. He ascends to Mount Sinai. The scriptures say he comes down to back down from that mountain and his face glows with the glory of God. There's some handsome and beautiful people here today, but none of you are glowing with the glory of God literally today. The question was, could he do it? No, he couldn't. He disobeys God too many times and 
He can't be that. Then it goes on. Then there's King David, a man after the Lord's own heart, the Bible says. Could King David bring Israel back to that mountain of God? Scriptures say no, he could not. There was too much blood on his hands. And how about his son? King Solomon builds the temple in Jerusalem for God, the wisest man on earth that ever lived. Could he? No, he can't bring Israel back to the mountain of God because he's led astray by the foreign women and other gods. So then, who can ascend and enter the holy place? Well, Psalms 24 verse 4, the next verse tells us, He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. Question today, a quick snap poll. Who here today can say that they've always lived their life with a clean heart? They've always had clean hands, a pure heart. They've never said anything false or sworn deceitfully. The truth of the matter is no one. None of us could say that. I'll be honest with you today. If you don't want to put your hand up, I'll put my hand up. None of us can say that. And we might be discouraged to think, then who then? Like the psalmist says, who then can ascend the hill of God? Who then can go into the holy place of God? But then we remember Acts 1. We remember Acts 1 and we remember that verse we just read. Jesus, he had clean hands. Jesus had no deceit in his heart. Jesus was pure. He did not sin. He's better than Moses. He's better than David. He's better than Solomon. Jesus, the Acts records that Jesus ascends to heaven. So the ascension of Jesus to heaven isn't just the climax of some science fiction movie with a hand Zimmer soundtrack. You know, the hand Zimmer, like, if you don't know, I'm looking up. Does really amazing soundtracks. But no, it's not the climax. Jesus' ascension is showing us that he fulfilled the Old Testament laws. He fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies. He was able to ascend to heaven and he's the one who can bring us back to God. He is the one that could do that. See, we love the story of climbing of someone ascending the ladder of success. We love an inspirational story. Can I tell you the greatest inspirational story that ever told, that ever existed, was the story of Jesus and his love for us and how he came for you and your family and your life. And he came and died and rose again and ascended to Jesus to bring us into connection with heaven and with God. If the kids come today, that'd be great. So what's the impact then of Jesus's ascension for us today in 2021 what does this passage of acts reveal about what next for humanity if you're right taking notes write this down what next god's kingdom on earth what next god's kingdom on earth see jesus came to bring god's kingdom on earth and the disciples got a little bit wrong they thought he was going to establish an earthly kingdom but jesus came to establish a spiritual kingdom and here's what's really interesting. Jesus knew that what was best and what was the best way to do this was that for Jesus to actually leave earth. You would think, well, we, you know, if we have someone leading us, we need them to be here on earth with us. But Jesus knew and what God knew was the best way to Jesus to do this was from heaven. It seems counterintuitive, but that's the truth. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, 
and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. See, Christ's ascension doesn't mean that Jesus is no longer here on earth with us. That's not what it means. What it means is that by Jesus ascending to heaven, He is now everywhere. These scriptures say that as Jesus ascended to heaven, He sent His Holy Spirit down to earth. God, the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is represented through His Holy Spirit on this earth. But guess what? Jesus isn't just represented by the Holy Spirit. He's also represented by His ambassadors here on earth. Who are the ambassadors of Jesus? Those who believe that He died for them, He rose again. Those who believe that uh, those who have invited Him to be part of their lives, those who He has changed to not just advance their own lives, but to advance the kingdom of God here on earth. Not an earthly kingdom, but a spiritual kingdom. A kingdom like no other before it. There is a kingdom that God is creating here on earth. And if last week, what next, was the church a community of believers, then this week, our what next is our mission as believers of Jesus Christ to advance His kingdom, to be a witness to what Jesus has done in our lives, to be an influence in our world for good and for God and for Jesus. Today, as I end this message, can I leave you with this encouragement? Let's keep looking up so we can keep looking out. Let's keep looking up so we can keep looking out. See, let's keep looking up to Jesus, focused on Him focused on who He is, aware of His ever-present presence around our lives, aware of His love for us, aware of His forgiveness, aware of what He did on the cross. But let's do that so that we can also keep looking out at the world around us, at the friends around us, the family, the neighbors, the work colleagues. See, there is a power we have received from Jesus that isn't just for us. We've received His Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just for us. He's there for those around us. And He's not just there to help us in our lives. He's there to help other people in their lives. See, God's power is for us to go into a broken world that desperately needs fixing. To bring the true answer. The one thing that can change this world, Jesus Christ. I'm afraid to say all the politicians in the world, all the laws, all the social justice, all these things, I'm not saying there's anything bad with them, but they'll never change the heart of man. The only thing that can and will is Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit. There's a broken world that desperately needs fixing and it's out there. God's power has been given to us, the Holy Spirit, to establish a spiritual kingdom of God here on earth for those who need healing, for those who need loving, for those who need acceptance, for those who need forgiveness, for those searching for community, for those who need victory in their lives, for those who need to be set free, for those who need God's salvation. The Spirit of God is upon us to build His kingdom here on earth. So today, as we close, what's next? God's kingdom here on earth. We're involved in it. We're part of it. If you believe in Jesus, let's keep looking out so we can keep, let's keep looking up so we can keep looking 
out. Why don't you close your eyes with me this morning. Jesus, today, you ascended to heaven.